Okay, great. Hello. All right. I don't Hello, know if everyone. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Come grab a seat. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Come nice and close. Grab a seat. I see Rebecca Palmer all the way at the end. Can you hear us, Rebecca? Any pecan tarts left? How how about a big round of applause for those pecan tarts? Oh my god, those were amazing. By Rebecca Palmer. Thank you, Rebecca. And who had that delicious uh, that delicious cake and those s'mores at dinner last night? Thank you, Rachel Levine from Sweeten Up for that. That was amazing. All right. That, well, now I know a good way to get everyone's attention is just start talking about desserts. Uh, feel free to take a seat. We're going to just hang out here and debrief a little bit. Didn't you once say about dessert, the best part of being an adult, the Seinfeld bit that we always rip off, right? Which is one can eat dessert before a meal because you're an adult. That's yeah, you one of the things. I think we were out one time and you're like, uh, I, I said, no, 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 we can't have dessert. Uh, I think because we were about to go for dinner, and you said, like, why can't we? Like, <laughs> like we're adults. So. Yeah, we can, and then we went and got ice cream, and then we went for dinner. So I, I think I had that exact thought when we were uh, when we were eating uh, butter tarts, that I think I, I hadn't had dinner yet, and in my mind I was thinking, oh, I need to not eat this until after dinner. And then I remembered that moment uh, of that conversation, and I said to myself, uh, no, you can you can do this and then eat dinner after. You're going to be okay. Like life is going to move on. You're an adult. <laughs> and we were. So we've never done this before. Uh, this is something new for us. And I uh, appreciate you guys giving us your ears for a little bit. Not quite sure what we have planned other than a couple notes and a few thank yous and some feedback and discussion and a little bit of a state of the union on Fireside. Is Melanie still here? Melanie Kimmett? Oh, she's not. Well, that's that's too bad, but it'll live on in the podcast. I just wanted to say one more acknowledgement, which is that any of the swag that you guys received this year and that beautiful print that you've seen throughout the weekend uh, was done by Melanie Kimmet, who's an amazing, amazing Canadian artist. She did our poster from last year, and she was the artistic director for the Vancouver 2010 Olympic Games, and she's just an incredible, an incredible artist. And we were so blessed to uh, to work with her again this year and be able to put her beautiful artwork all over so many so many things throughout the weekend. So, uh, as you walk around with your with the maple leaf on your hat, uh, that along with many other pieces were designed by her. So thank you so much to Melanie. We could just do an hour on sponsors. Bose, you guys you guys are incredible. Thank you. Uh, are there any other sponsors here that where's, I where's that Volcom, I would piss off if way. I didn't mention? Where's Wel Where's Welcome? Anyone here still here from Welcome? Anyone get a massage? Cairo, yeah. amazing. They kept begging us to go. I always feel so bad because they're so nice and they're like, "Come, you have they, to come for a and massage." We and we're we never... so stupid that we don't go. I can't. <laughs> out of no reason other than we just don't take five minutes, or I don't know how long it takes. Yeah. How long? How long, how long is a massage? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. I bet you they would have even given us like twelve minutes. Yeah. Twelve. So, bonus. so p I think part of one of the things that Steven and I wanted to do is uh, a little bit of some behind the scenes things that maybe happened over the weekend that you guys did experience or didn't experience or why they happened or didn't. Uh, and of we'll welcome any 
any questions or feel like feel free to just yell out things is this this is the first time we've ever done something yeah live, I, right? I actually that might be a great way to start like uh, let's just but it, well i oh. i have one to to start off with sure i have a i have one as well so who enjoyed waking up to freebird and alanis morissette this morning yeah. like when when that I went to bed thinking the Freebird thing was gonna sort of be okay, and then when they when that solo hit this morning, I just thought there's gonna be a lot of really pissed off faces and pissed off people. So I, I'll tell you who you can blame. That the the Goo Goo Dolls that we had nothing to do with that, but uh, but the Alanis Morissette uh, came to us because. Uh, so who uh, saw the Grumpy Old Geeks uh, podcast the other night? Awesome, Jonathan Mann saw it. Hey, Jonathan. So, so Brian Schulmeister used to work with a number of bands. It was uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, Alanis Morissette, and there's one other one that I, I'm blanking on right now. My head's a little mushy. That we played on one of the right, days. Right, right. Coldplay. Coldplay. Was it Coldplay? And so right. Brian had done some work with Coldplay and Goo Goo Dolls, and I think he woke up one morning. He's like, "Oh fuck, another one of these bands that I've worked with. I swear, if they play Alanis Morissette tomorrow, I'm gonna fucking lose my mind." <laughs> And so after the after we did the live auction, uh, Jason DeFilippo, uh, being the hilarious, yeah, he he came up. So where is Landsberg still here? Is he uh, doing? He's recording something. So uh, Jason DeFilippo came up to Steven and he's like, "Okay, if you can get Alanis Morissette on the loudspeakers in the morning, not actually Alanis Morissette, just a recording <laughs> yeah, of a recording a, yeah. of that would be it, worth way more than one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Let's do that next yes. year." Who's going to help us? We should do a Kickstarter. Where's Roy like Moore, John? <laughs> Is Roy still here? No, he's gone. Kickstarter to bring Alanis like Morissette that. here. So he said if we could get, if we could get Alanis Morissette uh, on, the, on the early morning wake-up call, we'd get $300 to charity. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you to Camp for making that happen. And we were having that conversation nearby Jason Calacanis last night. And so we brought him into the fold. And I, I made him, I, I forced him to make a wager for another song, and Freebird was the first one to come out of his mouth, and uh, I would have I would have nixed that pretty early on because that's a pretty dangerous wake-up song, but <laughs> but for another three hundred dollars we got that. But when when I woke up this morning and I heard that solo, I immediately thought like the number of angry people is not commensurate for the three hundred dollars that we're giving to charity. <laughs> And like that, that wager needs to be way higher. And he was on stage yesterday boasting about how much money he has. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put out a challenge. I want every single person here to tweet how goddamn angry they were to wake up to that freaking solo from Freebird and demand that he give another $100 for each one of these tweets. And let's see how much more money we can shame him. Hopefully he doesn't know that I put you all up to this. Well, he's going to hear it. Well, there's no way. You think he's going to listen to our shitty podcast? No. <laughs> there's, no there's no fucking chance. Well, But we can yeah, certainly get a lot chance. of, we're going to, we will, uh, we'll challenge, we'll get everyone just to retweet. Hey, Jason, thanks for waking us up to Freebird. Uh, heard you cheaped out and only gave 300 bucks. So let, let's give another hundred or so and see how much we can coerce him publicly by shaming him into raising a bit more money for an amazing charity, which I should mention to the listeners we were supporting this weekend. Sick Not Week and graciously had Michael Landsberg uh, join us for the weekend as well. So that's that's one little behind the scenes thing. Do you have any? I do have a few. I thought maybe we'd actually get uh, a few questions, and then I, I would uh, see. What if there's no questions though? No, I, questions or 
uh, open comments or like I have, I have a few, but I'm not sure like if we want this on the record, I think these are some great stories, <laughs> but well, now I'm like, now I, I'm, I haven't seen your list. So uh, it's a pretty good me. list. Okay. Like, lay one on me. Uh, like, can I, can I tell the one we were talking about involving fridges? Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Is that, yeah. Is that an okay well, one? I just told everyone we hadn't talked about it, and now you're telling them that we just talked about well, it. Well, I, I asked you briefly. Uh, so we want to issue a public apology. Oh, um, I also actually have a public apology after your public <laughs> apology. Oh, this, is, this is a we good We have several. This, this feels nice. This, this is... It's very cathartic. It's on the record. People are so laughing. So this is both a public apology and, uh, and a... Um, Wait, we need a third and mic. And a plug. Tom, is is this our third mic? Where's Tom? Um, yeah, Tom. We, okay, beautiful. Uh, so our amazing friends at BioRaw, who unfortunately couldn't make it uh, this weekend, uh, or an Epstein. Well, so it is partially their fault. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna give a little bit of the blame for all this on them. Well, like because we ended up having to hand. So. Not we that we're not gracious for yeah, so, their so involvement. Our plan on Friday was that. Uh, do you guys remember the pretzel bar we had out? So we had these amazing the pretzels homemade uh, in the kitchen with these amazing dips, uh, and along with those pretzels, we're supposed to go these fantastic uh, salads from BioRaw. They're like retail fifteen sixteen dollars a thing. They're unbelievably organic, amazing. They're unbelievably organic. They're they're like organic and then unbelievably organic. I think that's how it goes. Um, and, uh, and along with that, uh, they were supposed to come up and, and do some barbecuing of these vegan burgers. We had this whole activation planned. Unfortunately, last minute couldn't make it, uh, due to some scheduling, uh, conflicts and, and, uh, we were super bummed about that, but they were, uh, they were awesome and, uh, said, uh, here, here's some product. Uh, let's put it out. Uh, let's put out the salad. So, um, is Ori still here? Uh, Ori. My friend Ori. So, um, How you doing? I've known, I've known Ori forever. We've known each other for what? 20 years, probably Great. now. Oren can, uh, can yeah, call Ori. Exactly. Um, and, uh, I now Ori feel bad that I've actually, volunteers. that I've, that I've yeah. placed the blame on one person. This is really my fault. It was actually completely on me. So, uh, we, we no, but we, I had asked, I had asked Ori, I had asked Ori to pick up our, uh, our salads from Toronto and, and Oren dropped them off and thank you Ori for bringing them up. And, uh, and Oren, just so everyone knows, because he was, he was planning to be here. And like Steven said, last minute, couldn't make it totally fine. And he scrambled, like put a, just an incredible effort together to put these salads together, to make sure that you were all well fed with salad. I can see a lot of people probably know where this story is going because you don't have memories. So, so Friday, Friday afternoon comes around and we're walking the kitchen and we say, Lindsay, like where are the salads? And a few minutes goes by and she says, Pulver, like, I don't see salads. Like we don't have salad. And I said, you know, for sure there were salads. We dropped them off in the kitchen on, on Thursday night. Like they're for sure there. Check again. And, uh, she says, I just, I just double checked, like there's no salads. Uh, and, and I walked a, a few of our people and I said, do you guys know where you put the salads? And they said, yeah, in the fridge beside the dairy fridge. And for those who have been in the Walden kitchen, you'll know that there no, is, but don't even, don't even say that yet. Cause then you were too scared to even say, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I knew immediately when I heard the term, the fridge beside the dairy fridge, that there is no fridge beside the dairy fridge. It's only a freezer. Uh, so unfortunately all of our salads got, uh, got, got frozen. No, but, but Steven was too, 
you were what were you like almost too shy, too scared to I, say that on the walkie? Yeah, you knew I, what it meant. So I, I that went you to the, let them go on a wild goose chase for like forty minutes, <laughs> looking for the salad. Like you didn't even tell me. Yeah, and that I was kind of an walkie, asshole like, move. Okay, I suppose. we're looking at the fridge, and we went into the other fridge, and went to the one beside the fridge, and we're here, and where do we go? And Stephen and people just kept talking, and then like an hour later, Stephen comes up to me off the walkie, and he goes, "Just so you know, I knew that." that there's no other fridge next to it. I just didn't want to say anything on the walkie. I, I literally said to the kitchen staff, I said to the kitchen staff, like, this is our secret. And then as I left, I'm like, there's no way that this can, like, this is just too good of a story. So, so our well, so then, then we really, we huddled together. For, so first of all, we have, Camp has the most brilliant, incredible kitchen staff. Like, yeah, they are unbelievable. A round of applause for the kitchen staff. Led by Lindsay on the operations and execution side, and Joanna and Asha, uh, the executive chefs, and Brianna, and am I missing anyone? That's perfect. Um, and so first of all, they, they've gone, like, we could sit here for two hours and tell you how many ways they've gone above and beyond for us over the years, and for this weekend in particular. But to give you a sense of, like, when, at the end of the email, at the end of the meals, when we're ushering you out of the dining hall, and we're really starting to get uh, put our polite hats off and say, hey, get the hell out of here. The second we leave the dining hall, first, first of all, they go in there and they clean it uh, and they get it ready for the next meal. But I, I'm sure as you have all experienced, we serve a lot of food here at Fireside. How, how about that food and, and how full we are? The second you guys leave, there's no break for the kitchen staff. They're not, they don't just go and hang out for a little bit and sit on the hammocks they finish a meal, they are immediately starting on your next meal. So logistically, we need to get you the hell out of there so that they can get the kitchen going again. Uh, so any, all that to say, they're a brilliant, unbelievable, world-class kitchen staff team, and uh, we're thankful to have them. So we, we told them, okay, we have 400 or however many hundred of these salads. I didn't even see where, where they salads. Oh, we're still on the salads. Yeah, oh. yeah, got to get back to the salads. And what they were going to do... They were going to see Joanna and, and Asha and Brianna and Lindsay all got together and they were going to see how they could potentially salvage yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. So that we could serve it on, well, I guess, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And they went through every single one. And first they were going to pick, they were like, okay, we know these types of lettuce freeze very well. And these types of, fred, of lettuce don't freeze very well. So we'll like pick out the ones that we know will wilt when, they do, when, they, uh, when they're no longer frozen. And, uh, and then like three hours later, they're like, we tried our hardest and uh, we just, we couldn't do it. Right. Um, and so we, like, th there was a her Herculean effort that was put forth in order to make these bio raw salads a thing. But just so you know, Oren, uh, we appreciate everything that you did to get those up here. We appreciate your involvement and everyone should go and check out bio raw. Hopefully they'll be here next year, unfrozen. What else you got for me? Um, yeah, I think I think maybe we should go go to the audience a little bit. I, I have ones, but I feel like they'll come up in the in the course of of some questions and, and comments. Uh, actually, before we do that, we have we I want to well, there's there's I think at least one group of people that we haven't thanked. Uh, yes. Or at there's, no, there's several. Two. Probably more than two. Yeah. Um, the the fireside volunteers that on our team that you saw throughout the weekend. Yeah, you, you put your hand up there, Lily, and you take that, that round of applause. Uh, uh, I'd name all of you, but I haven't slept in about 
five days, and at this point, I don't even know my own name. But uh, the volunteers are people from the community that come to us, and they say, I know that this is a weekend where we can take a lot out of, but my interest in being here is to give a lot. So these aren't uh, professional staff. We don't go to a hiring agency. Uh, we don't pay them because we can't, uh, and that's a whole other story about how fireside is run. Uh, but they come here and they say that we want to be here to serve the other guests in the community that are going to be experiencing fireside for the weekend, and we want to make it extra special for them. And they'll even uh, drive in from New York to help. Thank Damian you. Damien drove that. in what ten hours from Brooklyn, sixteen hours uh, from Brooklyn, and it didn't matter what time of the day it was that we would get on walkie and ask for a any number of uh, the volunteers, and they were always there doing everything, like. Everything in the fire hall when you walked in that set up, um, every, all, every emergency and fire was put out because of the amazing volunteers. But uh, as a, another acknowledgement, the Walden staff, oh my God, are they not just unbelievable. Um, so on, I, I was on the verge of about eight panic attacks on Thursday night. Only? Yeah, only. <laughs> There's one point. Was that when we was that the night that we shared the calendar that had all of our yeah, yes. like internal? Yeah, when we emailed out right, the schedule we, on time. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I, I started like freaking out. I went into the kitchen and I took a water jug and I I took two of them. I filled them with ice. I remember that. And then I filled them to the top with water and I walked back in and just slammed them on our desks. And I I just I think I drank the whole thing. I was everyone was arriving and there was madness and I didn't show up to the fire hall until I think. 10 30 or 11 p.m. There, there, to see everyone there was a moment where we had never in five years before oh, yeah, firesides and fi five year, five years plus of working together and being friends that there was a moment at like seven o'clock when the doors opened on thursday where i i think we both literally thought there was it was unsolvable well, like you turned it, to me and you said this is the first time in five years i feel defeated like i, I literally we couldn't we were trying to to Basically, we uh, duplicated the schedule, and so then, well, we tell them about Airtable. Which so, is the so best we've been using Airtable, by the, the way. Uh, not, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but it's the most unbelievable piece of software. It's like a mix of, of Google Sheets and uh, and and database, and it allows you to really be. Uh, it's a very easy way to organize data. Uh, so we have like tables that hold all of our information. So an, an attendees table and cabins and all these things. Uh, so Dan had finished the schedule, and then he gave it to me. Uh, to make it look pretty and get rid of a few pieces that were like internal pieces, not secrets, but, you know, notes that you didn't need to see because they were, you know, moving things and whatever. Um, so I duplicated it and then you can create views in Airtable and yada, yada, yada. I think I completely destroyed all of our data. Well, so all and of that, all that happened because we, we've been using Airtable for like six or seven months now to organize everything. And it's incredible. What we had never done is exported the data to present it to other people. And as it turns out, that's one area where it didn't shine for what we needed it for. So on the fly, Stephen was like, okay, give me the data, give me the tables, I'll, I'll figure that out because I needed to do the worksheet so that you guys could sign up for all the activities. And uh, Which, by the way, the perfect time to do that was Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday right. night <laughs> at around 7.15 p.m. That was, that was the right time to complete that task. Yeah, right. yeah absolutely. And uh, you started working on the table, and it, I sort of had to organize in my way, and then Stephen 
took it over and you know he, his mind works in a different way and and so organizationally he changed a couple tags and moved some things around and next thing you know everything was out of order everything things were missing even from the non-duplicate like the original one yeah like the whole schedule was just completely fucked like and then that was another almost panic attack moment because i had, i didn't have a i didn't know where to put things back to so in the course of like i don't know two and a half hours until the time i actually got up to the fire hall i was rebuilding the schedule uh, and so this brings me to my my big maya culpa for the weekend ben get up here Ben, get up. I'm going to embarrass you in front of everyone. Get up here. So every year, something gets lost in the fold. Just one. Some, at least, well, this is, you're actually our best performing year. Yeah, grab the, grab the mic. You are our, our best performing um, year yet because this year, unless we hear from other people that, did, I, did we forget about anyone else? Okay. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben Aston, a good friend of ours, who flew, where did you fly in from? Because you were... Memphis. But you're living in Vancouver. I'm now. from, yeah. And you have an amazing podcast, Digital Project Manager. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ben had entrusted me to find him someone amazing to interview over the course of the weekend. And you know that over, like, even with Tyler, uh, you bumped into some people over the weekend. You're like, oh, great, great person. I'm just going to sit down and interview you. That's sort of how informal we are. Uh, and I said to Ben, Ben, I got this for you. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, you haven't met that many people yet. You're, you're new to the community. I Just tell me who you're interested in, and I'm going to go and find you the right person. Um, and so if anyone is wondering why Ben didn't podcast this weekend, <laughs> I, I have a list in my pocket, a running list of uh, to-do items, and there's only... Ben <laughs> there Aston, I am. What's the other? Yeah. <laughs> ben Aston in big black Sharpie. I, you were, it's I nice had a to say list. I'm on the list. I had a little list. And then I had one one big item. <laughs> this is the only one that didn't get crossed off, and I'm the world's biggest jerk. Ben flew in here to podcast. Uh, so, yeah, we we can still do it. We can still do it. Who do you want to interview? So, yeah, the Digital Project Manager podcast is all about leading projects in the digital world. So, anyone who's got an interesting story to tell about delivering complex products uh, or projects uh, that's what the podcast is all about so if you feel like yeah that's you there's uh, probably no one at fireside doing a complex project yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. is anyone here tricky, doing right? anything complex <laughs> what's that there you go marijuana distribution to the world have you covered that one yet not yet so let's get <laughs> let's get Ben like ten people to interview, and he can just hang out here all night uh, and interview people. So I I want to give you the biggest public apology that I possibly can. Uh, we were talking about there's five thousand people here, right, Taylor? So in front of five thousand people, this unbelievable roaring crowd, I need to give you the biggest apology. I am so sorry. I feel like the world's biggest jerk, and you're an amazing. He's had that smile every time I've come up to him, and, he, and he's very politely, uh, Dan, uh, can you help me? F just I want to make sure that because I got to meet someone. Sorry, I'm, I'm yeah, totally, what's the I don't accent? know what accent that is. <laughs> Whatever. That's what I sound like. Yeah, you do not sound like that. And I just, and I kept reassuring him, I got this for you. You're totally good. Uh, and, and I it, trusted you. And he, and he trusted <laughs> me. 
and he had this smile on his face every time, like the world's nicest guy. And I took advantage of it, and I just, I gotta give you a hug. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. You're forgiven. I hope you'll come back. But if anyone honestly wants to sit down with an amazing, he's got an amazing podcast, and uh, he's just a true gentleman, and we're we were honored to have him. So please find Ben, and uh, and hopefully you guys can have some good conversations. Awesome. Okay, great. Thanks very much. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I think that that's it for my big apologies. Yeah, I, I didn't I screw up once. I, I I definitely didn't even screw up once. No, you totally didn't screw up. Not even once at all. I don't screw up. What do you think was your biggest screw up uh, of the weekend? Like every minute there was some, like, I don't know. I, there were probably several that I now need to look back on. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll think of some more. Um, oh, I can definitely think of one. Is Michael Landsberg still here? Oh, Where? I think he must be over there. Um, he arrived yesterday um, and he pulled into camp and I immediately panicked uh, because when I was placing all the cabins, I filled the entire, literally every cabin in camp was being used. Um, and Michael comes rolling in um, and I immediately realized it was Michael Landsberg and I didn't have any, ca like I had no cabins. And <laughs> I promised him, he, he's to, to his credit, he literally said, I, I'm happy to stay anywhere. Um, but uh, I, I had nowhere to, to, to Saul, go. Saul, we almost, we almost came looking for you, Saul. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And I had a panic moment. Um, so we f we found in our in our motel we have a what we call it the motel. There's a, there's a building with a few rooms and and uh, we got all that set up. We opened the door and there was no bed. Remember, <laughs> Jason, you 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 hooked us up by I think well, scouring. I just heard chatter because I think Dennis was so. By the way, I have to acknowledge, acknowledge another person here. I can't believe we almost didn't acknowledge uh, and actually a whole team. All the. Not just the posters, but so who did yoga on the Zen deck uh, this weekend? I see some hands. Amazing. So is that not tell Noah? Is that not one of the most amazing? Get Noah, get over here. Who did an ice bath this weekend? Like Erica did an ice bath. You're still freezing cold from it. Grab the mic. This is Noah Lath, who's flown in from Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, I'm sure many of you experienced Noah this weekend. He did some ice bath workshops. He did an amazing talk. What was the title of your talk? It's how to survive and thrive in the next financial crisis. And I heard it was absolutely outstanding. And Noah's an amazing guy. Um, but Noah, you did you have a good uh, taste. <laughs> that, thank you. So uh, you did yoga on the Zen deck. Yeah, this morning. I just discovered it this morning. And is Sydney thanks still to here? You. Sydney Duarte. Oh, she's taken off. Okay, so Sydney led the yoga. Yeah, Sydney led the yoga, and it was really one of the most amazing places I have experienced here. So zen as a zen desk, but you can you can see the water, and you're doing the yoga on the like almost on the water. It was really amazing. Yeah, so it's yeah. like an an, oh, an infinity deck looking over onto the calmness of the lake. And uh, so first of all, this group here is the first one ever to use that. It's brand new built. And it was built in the course of Saul, what, two weeks or so? Like when we were up here two weeks ago, you took us down. I want to show you guys something. It's no, he actually didn't want to show us yet because he didn't. It was kind of like, we're doing this thing. It may not be ready. And then next, not only was it ready, but like, I think you had originally said that the top part wasn't going to get done and the wood was looking beautiful. So kudos to you and, and the maintenance staff. So that whole thing was whipped together in like two weeks by the amazing maintenance team here at Camp Walden, plus everything else that isn't broken. 
And there's nothing broken. There's nothing broken. Not even the and trucks driving around camp. Like we, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just the the signage that's around camp, like the welcome to Fireside, the one kilometer. So the one kilometer sign. I think Thursday at like 4 p.m. We walked up to Dennis and we were like, "Can you reframe this for us? It's not quite up to our standards." And he was like, "Sure, no problem." And I dropped my keys into the, like an idiot, into the dash of the golf cart. There was like a little hole and there was no way to remove it. And him and Jamie rode up and they were strategizing and they were getting magnets and lifting and somehow salvaged uh, the keys. Like every emergency, camp was there for, maintenance was there for, the camp staff, Amanda and Sophie and Beth. And it's like we could go on and on and on. Perhaps the, the ultimate though was last night when... Um, when was it, was it Catherine? I'm not sure if she's still here, uh, came up to us. What was it around four, 4 PM and said, you know, it'd be really fun to chop up a pizza, like do like a ninja move through the, through wood. Would you happen to have any like perfect pieces of white pine lying around? <laughs> and I, I, yeah, and I and of the perfect like, thickness and size thickness. with like the right grain. And I was sitting with Saul and I turned to you and I said, like, is that, is that like a thing I can ask for? Is that like, like, I don't think that was like a line item on the, on the invoice. I don't think was like potential. It is now. It is now. Like you have like photocopying, uh, any ancillary wood requests. Um, and I, I kind of just asked thinking like, I'm going to do the ask. And if it happens, great. If not, uh, we can deal with it. And I went into the office and there was just a stack of wood and that was un- and not just any wood like the proper type of wood that they needed to do the ninja thing so kudos to maintenance and you guys for getting that uh there's uh there's another organization that's here that i want to acknowledge an absolutely world-class organization sunil can you come down here for a second um we we could go on and on about the partners that we work with um but one of them that's just been so absolutely generous to us, uh, both as an individual and an organization, is Techstars and Sunil, uh, who, who really, you have been, Sunil, so generous to us with your time, with your network, with your knowledge and your mentorship. Um, and, and we trusted you when you said, listen, I have this idea, we have the, the Techstars Colliers program starting, we think it'd be great to bring a bunch of international founders to Fireside and give them a true authentic Canadian experience. And we, we trusted you to sort of put that together and your team has just blown us away. They're incredible. Uh, Julia and Ben and Matt who came in. Who was here for Matt's talk about an hour ago? I saw tears everywhere. They're just unbelievable. Yeah. So thank you so, so, so much for all of that. No, uh, I mean, it, it's just worked out so well. So uh, uh, what Daniel was saying, and I think some of you have met this uh, fantastic group of new companies, many of them new to Canada. They start on Monday. So their first experience for many of them in the country was here at Fireside meeting with all of you. And literally, for, they and got off of a plane literally, and yeah. came up yeah. here. And this, this yeah. is the first time. So this is the Techstars Colliers uh, Property Tech uh, cohort or class that starts on Monday for the next three months in Toronto. And so from a team bonding, team dynamic point of view, incredible. So we had two full cabins uh, just off the way and we had our flags flying and we used the fire pit to do things like office hours and mentor sessions and uh, podcasts. Uh, so it was just fantastic, and, and I, I think the idea worked out so well, and, I, and we're going to do it again next year. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Without doubt. 
And uh, one more thing, and another thing, a partnership that we're collaborating closely on is with a big global tech gathering that happens uh, in Lisbon in November called Web Summit. Some of you have been or know about it. We'll be there. Um, you will we'll be, be there. there. In fact, Minutebox will be there. Oh, that's I'm a whole other story to talk <laughs> oh, yeah. about. Not we didn't, we didn't rig it. It wasn't rigged. <laughs> Absolutely Wait, not. No. Did you not see the withdrawal from our from our corporate account? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you didn't notice that $10,000 oh, coming geez. out that we don't have? No. No, for, for the, the pitch competition that, uh, that, that I guess our company won. What's that? Yes. Yeah, right. I just need your, that direct, uh, that, that account number again, Jess. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jess Joss, for, uh, for rigging that vote. But on the record, it was my, my initiative to think that's a, that's a fantastic company and we should take them to Lisbon, have them pitch in front of 70,000 people and be Incredible. part of that kind Incredible. of a network. And then, of course, that's a precursor to something pretty special that's going to be happening in Canada for the next few years called Collision. So this is a global conference, global thought leaders, entrepreneurs from all over the world, like hun over 100 company, uh, countries will come to Toronto and we want you all to be there. There's going to be, I have access to passes and, and uh, opportunities to get involved with Collision. So if you can't make it to Lisbon, definitely plan in uh, May 20th uh, to be in Toronto for Collision, and I think it's gonna it's gonna really change the landscape because there's gonna be so much attention on what we have going on in Canada from around the world, and I think that's what we really need to see. Yeah, St yeah. you know, Stephen and I, <laughs> Stephen and I, for the first time, went down to New Orleans. Not for the first time in New Orleans, but for the first time for Collision in New Orleans uh, this year. You'd went once in Vegas before. Ago. And uh, we connected with you again there. And it really is a world-class event. And the fact that it's coming to Toronto and to Canada is huge and amazing. And Patty's done an incredible job. And the team that you're uh, working with here in Toronto has done an incredible job. So that's going to be amazing. You should definitely get in touch with Sunil. We have about 10 minutes or so left before we'll make our way up to final barbecue lunch. And maybe it's a good time to open the floor if anyone has anything to say questions, comments, feedback, just a hello. Yeah. Come up, come up here. We're, we're all caffeinated thanks to you. Well, just the biggest thanks to you guys. Like, the, no, you don't need to thank us. We don't need this. Like, doesn't I, need I am shocked that you guys felt like so compelled to apologize for like the most trivial little slip ups because to everybody Frozen else, salad. I think this has been like impeccable on like everything. It's, you get on the announcements. Here's some incredible news. Here's our charcuterie for snacks. <laughs> that's like, all. The, that's I all. I can't the believe hard. it. I still so those boards. Those that are Walden. Custom made Walden wood. Can we say that? Are you? Yeah. Walden wood. <laughs> I don't know if you illegally cut down a tree or something to ma make those. But uh, Saul says no. But I don't believe him. But those boards were made by maintenance, and then all that food, like Joanna and, and Asha and Brianna in the kitchen, like. Yeah, we we said we need to blow their socks off, and then they delivered those. That like that dip, like I hope everyone understands. That's crazy. They didn't order but that dip from like the factory that makes dips. But they also didn't there. order the. Cr they also yeah. didn't order the crackers. Like they made those, those crackers, crackers were made. Were made. In the kitchen yes, there. like yeah. When we tell you that. It literally everything you ate this weekend was scratch made. Like the uh, soups, the soups didn't come in a can and they had like a bunch of can over. No, like they had the, the ingredients there and they, those soups are all scratch made. Every single thing except, okay, this was great. Uh, Taylor, come here. Come here. I, I, want, I want you to describe, 
I want you to describe the garden outside the, so Taylor loves uh, gardening. I want you to describe the garden outside the fire hall. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I mean, it, things need to be harvested. And I was like, can I hang out here all afternoon and harvest? Because it was beautiful, but like the zucchinis were ginormous. There were so many tomatoes. There was all the celery and there's so much kale and the sunflowers. The sunflowers sunflowers. were like literally double my size. Like it was beautiful. So it's a gorgeous garden, but it's not like the world's largest garden. No, no, but it's very, um, like very fruitful. It it certainly is fruitful. So if you haven't seen the garden, look at it on the way out. It's right behind. It's right behind the fire hall. You'll see it on your way out of camp. It's a beautiful garden. And Stephen loves (laughs) to give just like insane requests and demands to camp because he knows that Saul will move mountains for us. And one of the funniest moments, Saul, was when we were on the phone with you. We had a conference call maybe two weeks ago. And Stephen was like, and just so you know, anything that's being served this weekend has to come from the garden. And I turned to Stephen. I was like, Stephen, there was like eight tomatoes in there last week. Like, what the hell do you think they're going to do? So there's eight tomatoes for Fireside. They were, you know. So all all of that to say, uh, everything was scratch made, but I can't say that everything came from that garden. But if you want to harvest anything, Taylor, you're very welcome to. I, you're going to make me cry even more. But no, I would love to. You might have to declare it on customs on your way back because it's fruits and vegetables, but. I'll sneak it. So a, a <laughs> lot, a lot of uh, a lot of tears this weekend on account of conversations that people like Taylor are championing and putting forward, and Michael Landsberg, and uh, a very extra special thank you to Peter Katz and Blake. Where's where did they are they still around? They're filming over there. Oh, there's Blake. There's Blake. Thank you, Blake. Um, oh, Melanie, you're here now. We we did, were you here for our acknowledgement of you? Oh, then let's. So everyone's heard the acknowledgement. Let's just give one more round of applause for Melanie. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for your beautiful artwork last year and this year. It's, uh, it really transformed the whole space here, and it's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, and thank you so much. Questions from the crowd? Yes, Lucas. Uh, uh, there's so many and a great question uh, to me seeing the global audience uh, come together and form a community uh, that you know by definition that we're coming from so many different places and, and creating a, a community here at Fireside to me like looking out at this crowd this year that's been my biggest you know uh, when I look back on it like that that's the biggest accomplishment especially this year looking at people from Australia Cyprus where's Giannis I just saw him. Cyprus um, the Netherlands else? Netherlands Jan and Esther uh, we've had uh, what was that where where oh Ottawa, Ottawa. thank you to uh, to those who drove and into the and I should also do a special a special shout out to our friends from R- Riverwood Acoustics I think you're actually the closest to camp right so hailing from is chris, Ram- is chris haller in here still? no uh he oh i think he is but i'm not sure if he's here right now all the way from australia um so the closest right renfrew renfrew county uh ran an amazing uh promotion and basically you guys kicked ass i'm not sure if you guys saw the speaker that was out on the silent auction uh made out of wood a huge shout out to our friends at riverwood acoustics for 
the this is the first year where I felt like I was coming to a, like a family reunion and like people showed up and I see Aaron and Brent and just, like so many faces that it's turned from friendship into into close bonds to really feeling like Alejandro and like every I could just name Kevin like the and the con and Jess and I, okay I gotta stop this <laughs> but like it really, it really feels like a family reunion now every year, and people step off the bus, and I, I just can't. Did you end up doing Hallelujah last night, Albert? Oh, okay, thank you, because you, you told me you weren't going to do it. You are going to do a French song, and although it's a beautiful song, the, your rendition of Hallelujah is unbelievable. Um, and it, it really feels now like a family reunion, and we all migrate here once a year and get to experience this together with a lot of familiar faces, but then the, the joy of bringing in new faces and showing them uh, what Fireside is all about because it's something that there's no like the a number of people like Esther I think you came and said to me okay like I, I knew I saw your website and I, I heard your sort of pitch of what it is and I knew we'd kind of be camping and whatever but I didn't I didn't get it until I, I experienced it and Fireside and camp and Walden it's you can't understand it until you experience it and so for those of you that are were new this year Thank you for trusting us to fly in from all over and and trek up and not only f get to Toronto from <laughs> wherever you're coming in from, but then to, yeah, you coming from Cyprus. Giannis, you flew over from Cyprus. You got onto, did you take the bus up? So the carpools um, and then drive what we tell people is three hours, but which we know turns into five hours. Three um, hours. Yeah, th our, our three hours. So, like, we, we know... I think we in our first year, by the way, I was in the twos on our Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, when you're already two and a half hours right, into your drive, right. and you're all good. It's, so. I, what do we say now? It's, it's two hours once you get off the 401. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because then it's like, oh, you're on the 401. Like, that's... that's I, I, can, I can imagine that, right? So... Yes, Kevin. Um, so I, I want to make an observation. It's not really a question. Uh, I've been here three years now. And it seems like every year, coincidentally, we've created the experiences for the things that I've been doing this year, as well as the future that we've got. And uh, I don't know how you did it, but you've done it. And I just wanted to thank you for that. We, we hope to continue to do that every year. Lucia. Oh, well, that's a whole other, can you? But can you imagine for those who are only, who are here for their first time that last year we forgot to bring up s'mores to camp? No, no. And then we remembered and then we got everything and then forgot to put them out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this year I get a message from you both and it says there will be s'mores every night. And then there was a s'mores dessert and a s'mores layer cake. 
Our pleasure, our pleasure. I'll go. Oh my God. So, so uh, well, it's actually the camp office staff that can probably tell you the best because they've been getting my emails at about quarter to six in the morning with the finished schedule. Not even the finished finished schedule, the finished morning schedule for that day. Please print it in green, green paper, please, please, please. Right? And like so delirious. I Oh, like another thing, we had a, a Visine hiccup and like Pure Later dropped it off. And they were like, yeah, we, we dropped it off on the property. And I was like, it's a 750-acre property. Like, what do you mean you dropped it off on the property? And oh, it, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Given, yeah, so it was given to us by a sponsor, Torque and Mains, who was sponsoring Camp Marijuana Way, and they had this really clever idea to do Visine. It was supposed to go in the swag bags. And, like, we were scrambling to call Pure later. And, like, yeah, I confirmed the person. They, they put it down. We put it at the it front said no tree. no signature re required, so they just left it on the property. Uh, and eventually we found it, and at, like, 5.30 in the morning, I remembered to email Amanda in the office, please, if you can do me a favor and have someone bring it from the fire hall up to the dining hall in the morning. And so all my, and I totally, and then I read the email at like noon that, that next day, and the sentence literally didn't even make sense. <laughs> Did, like, I didn't even understand it when I read it, and I knew what the intended message was, yet somehow the Visine ended up in the dining hall. <laughs> And so I'm in a pretty delirious state right now. But I, not the the. I'm so delirious that I couldn't even find the person that asked the question. And I'm, I'm glad that, so uh, no, not not a lot. Um, but it's 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 completely worth it. Dan and I are actually running a retreat for uh, for an amazing uh, company in Toronto the next three days up here. So we're still uh, we're still working. Um, we're excited to have them up tomorrow. Um, so it'll be here tomorrow until Wednesday, but so we have a few hours to, to recharge and reset camp. And, and then come back for the yoga weekend. And then come back for the yoga weekend next weekend. Can we come back? Okay. Great. Uh, so on that note, uh, we, we love you all, but the sooner we have lunch, the sooner we can say goodbye and I can... <laughs> Sorry? Great. <laughs> See, this is what I was getting at. This is exactly what I wanted. Now everyone... <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Saul. So let's. Oh, yeah, Giannis. Yeah. Great, great question. So, so we're we're gonna run back to the office and call a bus company and see if they can make it up here in time to take you all home because we forgot to do that. It was <laughs> joke, 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 joke. <laughs> joke. Surprise. <laughs> 
Fireside's extended another night. Uh, so logistically, you literally just scared me. You know that, <laughs> and I ordered the bus. Well, in fairness, we booked their ride home last night. Yeah. Oh. And we booked. Uh, no, no. Well, it was on my list for several days, <laughs> but I did book it last night. So it we're good. I You're I think. Getting home. I think. <laughs>